Hello and welcome back to Don't Forget Your Towel. This week we're wrapping up our exciting one-shot of the Wild Sea. If you haven't already, do check out the Wild Sea Kickstarter. They've got two weeks left and by Jove am I excited to get my copy of it when it's done. If you're interested, you can find the links in our description. With that, let us set sail on the Wild Sea. Previously on Don't Forget Your Towel. Each of these old construct bodies has been drained of whatever made their essence and it is now flowing through these filaments connecting the hands. And now you're close enough, and now this this single hand has become active, and you realise that whatever is in there, it's still alive somehow. And it is at that moment that you hear a battle cry in Saprek, the language of the Ectus. And that poor soul that you pushed out of the way, with an almighty slap, I might remind you, he is drunkenly charging forward with a cutlass in hand. What are you doing? This thing! This thing tried to take my mind! Nobody tries to take my mind! I have a I have a slingshot and I'd like to pick up the closest stone I can find and just shoot him in the head to try to like knock him unconscious so we can just take him. One of those hands is going to run on its fingertips and just come barreling into you. Uh, however, you do get a situational advantage because there's a very angry Ectus in the way. And the hand is going to hit him first. That hand, as it bows into the excess, just knocks him unconscious. I'm going to see this and make a move to pick the Ictus up and run with him. As you as you burst out into the light, you see there are several Ectus there. Oh, one of those traditionalists, are you? Helping other people travel in the waves. That is the true way of the Ictus. In that case, let me give you a welcome to the waves. And then that Outrider turns and slams into the side of your ship, ripping through its armor. So I've pried this hand off of my leg. I have the Whisper, Sunset Through Branches. And using my ghost sight, I look at the hand and I say, they can find their own Sunset Through Branches and toss the hand onto their ship. And you are left on your now partially ruined ship, alone at dawn. We'll sail across the wild sea as we head on our journey. The rustling waves will rock us to sleep. Our chainsaws will drive through them. Our boys and sail, heave ho, and speed. Now bring us the horizon. We'll fight, we'll drink, we'll conquer the tides. Led by the firefly. Be it our strength, our wit, our craft. To Arkham, to Mars We'll take the quest Make foes and friends Bring your dice and your pals And don't forget your towel You have lost the only point of armour you have, just so you know. Great. <laughs> <laughs> right. Of course. When when this happens, so like all of it, like when the Outrider crashes through our ship, um, Trizek is just feels like you can like he shouts out like in all, almost agony um and then this thing happens with Yulin and like any like physics just walks up directly up to Yulin gives him a very tight hug pats him on the back twice and then walks away <laughs> like, they don't have words to express how like the the joy that Yulin has just caused them at the moment so uh you are on your ship. Uh, dawn is breaking. You've been in the temple for the better part of the night. You have successfully answered the signal flare, um, and you have rescued someone, and you've got some salvage out of it. Not much, but some. <laughs> <laughs> and it is at this moment that you hear a gruff voice from the previously unconscious Ectus that you rescued. It just says, "Somebody, uh, I don't, I don't mean to." I don't mean to insult anybody, but somebody knocked me out, and I don't think it was in the fairest of ways. Um, oh, you're awake? Yeah. Oh, well, that was actually... That was one of the giant hands, actually. Yeah, not not one of us, so, um... Yeah, my memory's a bit bit, bit foggy, a bit hazy, but I, I seem to remember someone someone tried to knock me out before the hand hit me. No, I, I don't remember that. No. no. It's, it's, uh... Never happened. If you say so. Um, but uh, are you okay? Are you hurt? He, uh, gestures to the, the kind of ragged wound in his shoulder where, um, something's gone through and says, 
Okay is a, a relative term. I'll live. That's that's the most important thing. Good. Yes. Um, hello. Um, my name is Akia. What is yours? Oh, I'm Carabet. Captain Carabet of the Fading Dawn. Uh, well, maybe previously of the Fading Dawn, seeing as there was a bit of a, I suppose you'd call it a mutiny. Oh, mutiny. Mutiny. Yeah, it was a... I should have seen it coming. I've been out here for a while with the salvagers, sort of. And uh, we found this place, this temple. Didn't look touched. And the crew, those uh, spineless cactus sacks, they were oh, Captain, you go first. You check that it's safe, Captain. You're the best of us. You're the strongest. You're the bravest. And I let my ego get the better of me, and I did indeed go first. Took the outrider. As soon as I got there, shot me in the back. Literally. That's terrible. That is indeed. Yeah, it's not not my proudest moment, to be fair. But I thought, make the best of it. They they left. Might as well try and get something for the temple. And that's kind of the last thing I remember, clearly. Something about hands. It's, it's all a bit fuzzy. Anyway, and he sticks his uh, his now slightly less less powerful arm out, the one with the wound in it, to shake to you, um, Akia. Yes, I shake it back. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for rescuing me. And then he moves on to um, you, Lynn, and says, I, I seem to remember you doing quite a good job. Ah, oh, well, it's uh, it's it, it's just all part of the job. Oh, well, it's very modest of you, Yulin. He shakes your hand, too. And, and then, he, uh, then he turns to Valor and says, And you, also pretty good. It's, uh, Thank you. But for one so, you know, fungal. Thank you. I've got a very good flap. <laughs> and then uh, and then finally he turns to, to Trisdek and he puts his his other arm out to shake his his less injured much power much more powerful much spinier arm and uh Trisdek, he takes your hand in his and he squeezes and you take one point of spike down oh. as he leans in and goes <laughs> oh no it was you <laughs> ah, nice. lovely okay I think the only thing that I can actually take uh, Mark's on is lottery of skin, which means I'm all out of lottery of skin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in that case, uh, his as he pulls back, he pulls a decent chunk of your skin back with him, and even he looks taken aback. He's like, "Oh, I didn't. I'm sorry. I didn't. I mean, I was just play for it. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> just like push it back on you." <laughs> Um, so, like, from, like, the arm stump, like, a scurry of spiders just falling out, like, a small, like, liquid spiders. And Trisdek says, it's been a long day. Yeah, for for all of us. I am sorry, though. <laughs> they nod understandingly. Um, they did hit the Ectus on the head earlier before, so, yeah. But immediately afterwards, Trisdek walks right up to Valor, or tries to walk. <laughs> <to Valor. laughs> um, and like with arms like wide arms um they say you're alive and then grabs onto the chainsaw <laughs> chainsaw <laughs> and just like starts like you know smothering it with kisses <laughs> that's a good that's a good chainsaw i was so afraid you were lost <laughs> So, um, you now have time to, to refit that solar compressor into your ship, if you like. And uh, as, as soon as you do so, the engine kind of purrs back into life. And those underscales that, that you know, go under the bottom of your ship, they, they flex and you feel yourself shift in the waves slightly as they, as they bite gently into the leaves and branches beneath you. And the impellers at the, the rear of your ship, or I assume in the rear, um, the impellers start cycling slowly. You're, you're ready to take, not take off, you're still on the waves, but... You're ready to set off. And uh, Captain, Captain Carabet turns to you and says, which one of you is in charge? Uh, we don't believe in hierarchy. I point immediately to Akia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I suppose you could say that I, I speak on behalf of the group. Yeah, solid choice, solid choice. <laughs> um, so I don't mean to prevail on you, of course, but I would quite like to be dropped off at land somewhere, and I do have an idea of where I'd like to go. I don't know if it's out of your way, obviously, but you know, anywhere's better than um, here. Of course, we'll help you if we can. Where is your destination? There's an island close by. Pretty sure that's where my old crew's headed. Uh, it's Kith, though it's called, or Kinner. I can I can never actually remember which one it is. But 
it's it's pretty close and I think we can make it by midday if we try. That sounds perfectly reasonable. Do you know which direction this island is in? Yeah, yeah. And he points uh, directly towards the rising sun. Just over there. Shouldn't be that long. Well, uh, unless anyone has any objections, I don't see why we shouldn't drop our new friend to his island. Yep. It, you know, we gotta go somewhere. Exactly. We need to find ports so we can repair the ship anyway. So I'm going to assume uh, that, uh, Valor, you're we're going to be near the front of the ship, making sure that the path you're taking makes yes. sense. And then we need someone on watch and someone at the controls. The person on watch uh, rolls to see what you encounter. And at the same time, I roll in secret to see how dangerous it is. I don't tell you that. I just know. And the person who is at the controls decides how fast you're going. Uh, if you go at a normal speed, which is known as cutting a path, uh, then you have time to react to whatever you come across. Uh, if you go faster, you cover more ground, but you don't have that time to react. You just kind of plunged into whatever situation is there. So who is on watch and who is at the helm? I nominate myself for neither of those positions. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> Um, I don't mind being either one of, of those. It sounds like Valor's already kind of on watch if she's standing at the front of the ship watching. Did you want to do um, control then, Brian? Yeah, sure. Okay. So in that case, uh, what I need from you, Brian, is to decide how fast are you going? Let's cut a path just because we're not in a super huge rush right now. And I think nah. like the... The majority of the danger is behind us, and just taking our time a little bit will be more prudent. Yeah, I think Yulin probably says something to the effect of, like, we've earned it. We should just enjoy enjoy the sun. Take our time. You know, there's no rush. Yes, yes, a wise decision. Enjoy the sun. Okay, and as you set off at a, at a normal speed, uh, I would like you, Valor, to make a watch roll for me. That's just rolling 1d6. Hoping for the best. <laughs> That is a two. So, that's not a disaster. Good. In fact, it's not not anything bad at all. Good. Uh, because how watch rolls work is a, a six means that you have peace. You have nothing to encounter at all. And you can basically normally take some time out to heal or repair or do whatever. A five or a four is order. You've encountered something of civilization. And a three, two or one means you've encountered something natural. And you roll a two, you have indeed encountered something natural. You make decent time across the waves. And it's it's a good couple of hours, in fact, Valor, before you see anything out of the ordinary in front of you. But when you see it, it is kind of strange. It's a stone. Uh, okay. Um, and is, is it daylight right now? Yeah, it's, it's early morning. Hey, guys, there's a stone over there. Do you see it? Okay. I, I leap up. A stone? What kind of stone? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not very good at that kind of thing. Trethek. Trethek, <laughs> can you take a look at it? I, yeah, I nod and go, go to the edge of the um, the deck and look towards the direction. What, what do I see? Could I roll? You don't need to roll because it becomes very quickly apparent what this is. Um, this stone is moving through the canopy. That's no stone. This is, this is what's known as a sailing stone. Uh, they just move at random speeds and in seemingly random directions. Oh. Uh, you can't build on them because they sometimes turn over unexpectedly. Uh, but they are just one of those natural oddities of the waves. However, they're pretty valuable if you can corral them. Never mind, that is a stone. <laughs> <laughs> That's some good stone. Uh, yeah, it looks pretty cool, actually. Would I, in our, in, in my... Like history of you know sailing in, in this way in the wild seas, would I know how in any way to get the attention of the stone or get the stone to us? Um, you would have heard tales that some sailing stones, not all, but some, can be attracted, like lured by large deposits of metal. Amber. Wait, no, that's not metal. <laughs> Yulin is already standing on the um. On the edge of like ready to wave walk over to it. <laughs> it's just like I'm going. But is this is this not how you usually do it? Uh, I think Trezek is no noticing this. Trezek just basically passes Yulin any metal thing they can find, <laughs> like just making Yulin 
living bait. <laughs> I I have a bronze locket that I will pass to Yulin. I also have armor shards. Nice. Oh. oh, very good. Yeah, I'd say give me one more thing and that might be enough. The chainsaw, which I was caressing earlier. <gasps> Willing to risk your beloved chainsaw? My beloved chainsaw. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope that he wouldn't just throw it into the rock. Like, No, I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm going to throw me into the rock. Yeah, so if the chainsaw's with you, then I don't, I'm not worried about the... I, I wouldn't right. be worried right. about the right. chainsaw. <laughs> I hand the end of my grappling hook to Tresic, and then I take the hook part with me and i jump into the the sea okay roll me a wave walk i will use grace and wave walk and can i use the grappling hook this um Tresic has the other end i think that's fair also um i think you'll get an advantage die because valor has been watching the waves they can actually she can direct to you i don't think yulin sees this but when he first gives the grappling hook to me it just goes through my hand and i have to use the other oh. hand to hold on to it. yeah yulin definitely didn't even see that like yulin just like kind of passed the rope behind him and leapt in <laughs> all right i got a four and doubles okay so with your four uh you're gonna take a little bit of toxin damage you land on one of the larger broader leaves of the foxloft and some of that kreserin does seep through into you all right i'm gonna take that to the grappling hook because it Kind of makes sense. Okay, fair enough. The the the, um, the rope of the grappling hook just sizzles slightly. Oops. Oh. Uh, what do we what do we do for the for the twist? I think the stone suddenly changes direction, and um, oh yeah, nice whizzes off to the right. Yeah, I like that. I'm good with that. Okay, so as you get closer, yeah, as you get closer to this stone, it seems to just violently change direction. It's not heading towards you. In fact, it's heading directly away from you. Not how this is supposed to work. Yulin, what are you doing? Get it. I zigged, but it zagged. It's classic sailing stone move. Seen it a million times. <laughs> Typical sailing stones. <laughs> Disclaimer, he's never seen this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you hear Trizik's voice then shouting, Then zag. <laughs> Go to the right. I, I I am. I am. Throw one of the metal things. Not the chainsaw. Not the chainsaw. <sighs> I think uh, he takes the grappling hook and then gives it a toss, you know, holding further back on the rope and then chucks it towards the rock, hoping to at least kind of catch onto it so I can pull myself there. Yeah, you, you definitely can. The sailing stone, it's not moving fast. It's just moving, so... Yeah, then I uh, I pull myself onto the rock, and then I, how big is it? Like, can I lie on my belly and grip it with my feet and hands? Yeah, your 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 feet and hands would like if you stretch out, they'd be over the sides of it, but like you can comfortably lie down on it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna do that and like hook my like hook my feet so they're like so I'm kind of anchored to the rock, and I hook the grappling hook into my belt. I say, okay, now pull. <laughs> Alive. Bait caught something. You can indeed start pulling. Yeah. All right, everybody. Yeah, we make a chain and we start pulling yeah. together. Okay. So you make this chain. You grab onto the end of this grappling hook and you make this chain. And Captain Carabat helps too with his one good arm. And to be fair, Carabat and Akia put in more strength than the rest of you combined. But it's still good. Yeah, Trezik has only one arm that he's using at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but with with the help of all of you, you do manage to slowly pull this stone back. I will say though, as you're on top of it, you you start to feel it descend slightly. It, it's already brushing the wave tops, uh, that the kind of highest branches and leaves of the thrash of the sea. Uh, but with you on top, it starts to descend. It's not because you're heavy. You think it's still trying to get away from the metal you're carrying. Get away from the metal. Oh. This is the inverse of most sailing stones. Odd. Throw the metal aboard. Maybe it's a sinking stone. Hmm. That's just a regular stone. Genius. Touche. Okay. So if you throw that metal back on board, yeah. uh, which I'm assuming you do, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, you can indeed successfully corral the sailing stone. And I will add that to your ship sheet as sailing stone. 
You can drag it along behind you. It doesn't even slow you down that much because it naturally wants to move. I'll like put my arms around the crew like, (laughs) we have achieved the capturing of a sailing stone. You have indeed. And actually, that's a pretty impressive feat. Like sailing stones are reasonably rare. So I will let you all heal a point of Maya. Can I also heal a point of Maya because I protected the crew from terrifying entities? Yes, you can. If you manage to satisfy or at least work towards one of your drives, you can heal oh, a point of Maya. And nice. you definitely did so do that. Cool. So it is back to watch and progress. So who is on watch and who is at the helm? I am at the front. I don't know where the helm is, but I'm at the front. <laughs> <laughs> so you're on watch again? Yes. Do we have to switch every time? I forget. You don't have to, but you can. It's entirely your choice. I think Trezek just generally doesn't want to take either one of those roles. <laughs> okay, so the person on watch, uh, roll your watch, and the person at the helm, choose how fast you're going. Do you want to just keep being on the helm, or...? You go ahead and choose. I chose last time. I'll just keep us going at a normal speed. Okay. Cutting a path it is, no problem. And I got a four. Okay, so that is order. Nice. You've encountered something of civilization. Very nice. And I shall roll to see how dangerous this is, because that is very important. Oh, you've been quite lucky so far. You find a... uh, Much like the signal flare that you followed to find the island, you find another kind of signal. But this is a signal moth. Do any of you speak signaling? Yes, I do. I would like you to roll your signaling. Uh, That is a four. Okay, so something good and something bad. The something bad is that you are about to run over the side of a rift, a hole in the treetops. The something good is that some pleasant wild sailor at some time in the past has marked the edges of this rift. And the signal moth is basically tapping out in a kind of signal-based Morse code in the fluttering of wings and the you know the, the coloured streamers tied to this moth as it flows through the air. Um, it's it's tapping on a safe route around this rift. Okay, great. So I'm I'm steering the thing, eh? No, you're not. But you do know you do know where to go. So you just have to yeah. tell me. Basically. Okay, great. Um, Akea, immediate veer right. Uh, okay. Now. Yeah. Now, I, please. Strong veer right. <laughs> okay. Can I Good. can I also choose to slow us down or? You can, and in fact, what I'm going to ask you to do is I'm going to ask you to make a ratings roll for the ship. Ooh. I want you to roll your tilt. Oh, okay. Because if you were going at full speed, you would have crashed straight into that rift, right. even knowing the signal moth right. was there. You'd be like, "What does that signal moth say?" Thump. Right. Right. Uh, but instead, you. <laughs> You have some time. Uh, your your tilt rating is two, so please roll me two d six. That's a two. <laughs> okay, so that is a disaster. Um, <laughs> however, all that means in this circumstance is that you managed to skirt the edge of the rift rather than going straight into it or avoiding it completely. Uh, you're going slow enough that you can slow down even more and try and take the, as wide a turn as possible. Yeah, cool. But it does mean that part of your ship will be damaged by the, the branches on the side of this rift. A rift is literally a hole in the canopy that sometimes leads all the way down to the uh, the, the uh, darkness of the under-eaves. You don't want to fall down, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> um, so which part of your ship is damaged by this? What happens? Mm, I guess since we are... Which side of the ship was... Or was the whole of our armor just taken off by the thing? Uh, I'd say that's on the right side. Oh, we veered right, so we it's right, on the left. So the left side should be taking the brunt of this. That is that is that is canon. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Are we just taking a hit to one of our ratings? Yeah, it could be taking hit to one of your ratings, or it could be damaging something inside your ship, like while the rooms, for example, becomes uneasy. What are the ratings again? Uh, you have. Armor, which is, is yeah, we've gone. already zero. Uh, you've also got seals. Seals keeps the sea out and the inside of the ship in. You have speed, which is fantastic. Uh, you have soars, which helps you get through dense clusters of waves. Tilt, which helps you go up and down steep, you know, and sharp inclines. And you also have your spider colony, which isn't technically a rating, but it kind of counts as one. And stealth, stealth, of course. You do manage to be quite a stealthy ship. I think we can take a hit to uh, we can take a hit to speed without really losing too yeah, too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it, it damages um, 
the impeller on the left side. Mm. Yes, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, there is just this this scraping as as branches catch on the impeller. Some of them jam themselves in the mechanism, and it just it just kind of sputters and dies. But the other impeller's working just fine, and you you've got underscales to take you the rest of the way. You're you're fine. Okay, that's a, a successful and well, surprisingly successful for a disaster. Um, so what's our speed rating now? Um, you're at five. Um, Carabet kind of saunters over to you and says, you know, you're actually not bad with this thing. Better than my crew, and not just because they're mutinous, you understand. Oh. Well, well, thank you. Um, we have only just set out on our own not so long ago. Um, but, um, well, three of us at least, we grew up on the waves. In some sense, we know them like the back of our hand. I grew up on the waves too myself, although, of course, they're a bit different from the ones you got over here. I'm from the Ictorine. And to you, Akia, that would actually mean something. That is the ancestral home of the Ectus, a huge expanse of uh, cactus-based waves and oases. You are from the Ectorine? Yeah, there's uh, not many of us now. A lot of us fled, for obvious reasons. Yes. But, uh, yeah. It's, uh... I've only heard stories. What is it like? Spiny. Um, okay. I, think, I think for the first time all the like it's been so long but you hear like Trezek give out a big like just barely a bit of a laugh away from the side hearing this conversation <laughs> like a splutter of a laugh the rest of your crew are they separate speakers I, do you guys speak separate probably not eh? nope yeah no I'm afraid not no that's all right I can I can slip into low south for now ugly language but it gets the job done uh but but tell me, Captain, do you remember anything that those hands did to you? Do you know what they are? I don't know what they are, no. It's not something I've ever seen. Then again, most of the stuff in the undereaves is something I've never seen, and I hope it stays down there. But I know what they were trying to do. There was They definitely wanted me to want them. Mm. Yes, I, I felt that pull myself. Worshipped. Worship. Yeah, that was the word. Worship. That's right. No wonder they were worshipped as gods. Some kind of... Maybe they were. Maybe. Maybe they were ships. Ships? What do you, oh, what do you mean? Were ships. Sorry, that was terrible. <laughs> that, was, that was a great pun. Oh my that. god. <laughs> um, Akia doesn't get it. Trezek <laughs> <laughs> just walks away. <laughs> they were definitely hands. You, uh, you you travel for like half an hour more and then Captain Couch goes, ha, I'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> love it. Do you ever think that there could be a religion though where each of the hands meant something different and if like they did different poses with their hands, it could mean something different and you could just have like like a god with just a thousand hands and that, no, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. No, no, no one would ever Yulong. come up with something like that. So I'm sorry. I just, I'm just dreaming again. Just don't listen. No, to Yulon, me. Yulon, you are onto something there. Remember the markings on the wall? They, they were showing hands in different gestures and different shapes. That could be something. Perhaps there was a kind of language or a... like old hand. Yes. <laughs> I don't speak old hand, but nor do I. Nor do I. Do you, Yulin? Do you speak the hand? I mean, only in a junction house after somebody gets me upset, but... (laughs) (laughs) Not the hand I speak of, but okay. Um, I have the aspect wild words. Yes. And I just uh, wonder if I can, like, search my... Now that we're in a less stressful situation... If I can um, search my memories to remember a rumor or folktale that might be about these hand gods. You can indeed, if you mark it. Then I can give you uh, something not quite about them, but coterminous, adjunctive maybe. You know that in the time before the Wild Sea, in the pre-Verdant era, Technology was very different. Life was very different. Groups didn't mix as much. It was a it was a strange, often dark age, and there was a lot of there was a lot of creation of things to do the work for other people. Ah. And part of those creations were repurposing the dead, taking soul stuff and putting it into vessels, keeping those vessels working. 
it is possible, and it has been theorized by some, that those vessels, because they are made of real soul stuff, just kind of put into willing stone or metal, they would still retain a little bit of whatever made them, whatever they were before they died. Just that, that spark of intelligence and that need to believe in a higher power, perhaps. Ah. It is possible that they crafted a god for themselves. Wow. That's cool. So these, wait, so these hands are the gods. They're also the slaves. It's entirely possible. It's all just a rumor, of course. Of course. These are wild words, after oh, yeah, all. Yeah, of course, you, of course. Do you tell us this? Or? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I did, I did hear a rumor about, um, pre, pre-verdant civilizations using the power of souls to assist them in their, their work, in their activities, uh, by, by putting the, the power of the soul into, um, a sort of machine, I suppose. Maybe these are the machines that, that became so entangled with the souls that were powering them that they took on a life and a purpose of their own. Death ex machina. Yes. How hideous. Yes. Put someone's soul inside a vessel that isn't their own. I can't imagine living inside something that, you know, like a skin that isn't mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna... <laughs> I think Chizek just turns to Mentor and just starts like patting Mentor is like oh no (laughs) yeah Mentor swirls and just kind of coalesces behind you just very obviously putting you between it and Valor yeah (laughs) poor little poor little spider conglomeration I killed a god Well, in a manner of speaking. Yeah, the manner of speaking where I killed a god. He killed a god. Don't encourage him. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, Captain Carabet chimes in and says, If what I've heard is true, not only did you kill a god, you also chucked it at some thieves. With like their most like um, deep voice, uh, Trezek says, you chucked a god. <laughs> <laughs> they call me Yulin Godslinger. <laughs> it's a, a beautiful name. And with that, I think we should carry on with our journey. You're just over halfway there now. So, yeah, uh, a speed and a roll to see what happens. Let's go. Does anybody want to be at the helm? Is it safe for me to be somewhere besides at the front as the hacker? Yeah, yeah. This is mostly just color. It's it's one of those things where, like, you being there can really help out in some situations. But, you know, you, you have to take some time off. You shouldn't be tied to one part of the ship entirely. Okay, yeah, I might try uh, steering a little bit. You know, I think I may be on watch because I'm so insulted by um, oh. that. I just don't want to be... I just want to be... As... Oh, so you're, like, opposite ends of the ship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just want to be as far as possible. Oh, oh okay. So, Valor, do you want to go, uh, do you want to cut a path or forge ahead? Normal speed or fast? Um, let's go normal speed. I'm still a bit shaken by what happened earlier. Okay, that's fair. Uh, you're drawing close to the end of your journey. But, first of all, let's see what happens. Three. Ooh, okay. So, there are many trees in the Wild Sea, as you might expect, with it being a a forest that ate the world. But there are some trees that are impressive even by Wild Sea standards. These are called tall shanks. Tall shanks extend at least a mile or two above the rest of the canopy and can be hundreds of feet thick. Their own canopies can spread for several miles around, and it is in the shadow of a tall shank that you travel throughout most of the afternoon. You can see specks of civilization up there. Shanklings live there. And is one of you a shankling? I'm a shankling. Tell me a little bit about what you see in this tall shank. I see the time that uh, Trezik and Akia came into port. And they had a couple of days because their ship was doing some trading. And I took them as high up as I knew how to go. 
into this tall shank. And it was a place that, like, we weren't supposed to go, but, uh, I mean, Yulin didn't care. Because yeah. <laughs> it was really cool. And I think Yulin took on a very pretty, like, but don't step on that kind of branch, because that kind of branch will curl around your foot, and then you'll fall down, and then I will laugh at you. <laughs> and, oh, that that is a loose leaf. Don't touch that leaf. You can eat those berries, but you'll get really sick. That's why I eat them when I have lots of things to do at home. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. But here's but here's the best part. And young Yulin goes and pulls apart a couple of branches. And it's just this, this view of the wild sea unlike any other. Because you can see you can see the curvature of the globe. And you can see trading ships on the horizon. And you can see like the rustling of the waves as the leaves kind of sway and create this kind of rippling, shimmering effect. And when I look at this tall shank now as an adult, I have this memory of when I took them there. That's really nice. Yeah. And I lean over and say, remember the time you almost fell down? Trisak <laughs> <laughs> like groans. Yes, let's not dwell on it. But as as Trisak says that, um, Yulin wraps a tight arm around Trisak's shoulder and like pulls him in real close. Oh. <laughs> Yulin, uh, I would like to give you, Yulin, uh, a whisper. Ooh. I want to give you the whisper, Memories of Home. Ah, It's a nice whisper. Yeah, and you, you pass in the shadow of the tall shank without incident. You have been very lucky on this <laughs> journey, but it's it's a nice, yeah. I think you deserved some luck, to be fair. I yeah, I was going to say, like, we do. I, I'm barely keeping it together. <laughs> um, okay. So you're very close to the end of your journey. I would like to uh, try the discovery rules because we haven't done discovery yet and that would be nice. For a discovery, uh, you combine a whisper and a chart and you basically flesh out something that you find. Uh, You take the theme of the whisper and the theme of the chart and as a group, you you kind of put them together. You still don't know how helpful slash dangerous it is. I still roll for that. But, yeah. um, it it can be a whisper and a, ma- a chart from a different different crew members, right? Yep, you can have a whisper and a chart from different people. No problem at all. Um, I I've, I've I actually I've had a whisper that I've been wanting to Ooh, use yes. in Discovery for a while. Actually, do it. Um, if if you're a guys like him, that is a prison of skin. Ooh. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I, I really want to see what uh, what nice. could happen from that. Okay. Does anyone have a chart that they would like to use? I don't know what my chart means. I thought it sounded cool, um, but it's an arboreal diagram. What is that? That is a diagram of the branches themselves, not like a map of the waves, but like a, a kind of uh, like a cutaway diagram of the way a particular tree grows. Does anybody else have any? Charts? I don't know. I'm really intrigued by that combining with a prison of skin. Like that yeah, is just, I think that could be really interesting. That Yay. is tantalizing. Okay, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> oh shoot, do I have to decide what it is? <laughs> well, for this discovery, it means everyone can put in an idea of what you actually find, starting with the people that put forward their stuff. <laughs> so let's start with the let's start with the whisper first. Like tell me something. Well, no, let's start with the chart. Maybe that's easier. Um, where is where is this thing? Yeah. So as we travel, the sea starts to become a little bit more rough, and as we um, sort of sail over the waves and into a new area, I realize that this chart that I happen to have is a map of where we are. What makes this place unique is that the trees grow in a very peculiar way. They seem to sort of come upwards and then grow inwards towards each other and creating this kind of solid mass um, in in the middle here. There, So there's a lot of empty space around them and it's this big solid mass of leaves and trees in the middle. I like it. So kind of like a, like a kind of pine cone shape, but made completely out of tree stuff? Uh, yes, except that there isn't much, like the pine cone, of course, is like, you know, it's a solid middle and then there's a tuft on the outside. This is separate trees that, that grew separately. So there's nothing, the middle part is just empty space. But as you get to the top, they have grown towards each other. I like it. That's really cool. Okay. Um, then let's move on to uh, who is supplying the whisper. Tell me more about this place. Oh boy, 
Um, I'd like to slightly modify the place if that's mm -hmm. okay. Um, in, instead of uh, the insides being empty, I suppose, um, like around or within this uh, cocoon of leaves, shall we say, like this the cocoon of trees, uh, I suppose. Is, yes. Yeah. Um, trees, um, or and between the trees and between the gaps within the trees and inside, um, it's it's not empty so much as it's filled with these thin, sinuous, uh, white threads and like hundreds and thousands of these white threads and this um, and, and this patchwork pattern of what looks to be some kind of leather-like material um, that's kept together with these sinuous threads. As, as, as we draw closer to the location, you can clearly see that these, these patches are um, skin. It's, it's, it's kept together with actual literal skin and the um, threads are what look to be like webbing. That's, that's gruesome and cool. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's the only thing I could think of. I think it makes total sense. Um, and beneath my breath, I whisper, a prison of skin. And as I, as I say it, there's a shudder that goes through me and all, all the little spiders within me. Like, it's almost like a wave um, that kind of just shudders through as the words exit my mouth. Mm, that's good. Okay, uh, the remaining two of you, give me a smaller element of this place, just something that makes it more special. If you were to sit and watch the, like the, the core more carefully, you would see it flexing and relaxing just like so, almost like so it almost looks like it's it's beating like a heart but if you aren't looking long enough or carefully enough you wouldn't notice it, it it's a very minute detail but it's there that chills me to the core <laughs> what i'm going to add is um as as we get closer and we are able to see more details of the kind of skin and the webbing um much, I'm sure, to Vela's disgust, we see that there are a bunch of insects trapped <laughs> in the webbing. Um, and deep as you get deeper inside the webbing, there are some little like specks of something light or shiny that is also uh, getting trapped in there. As, as someone who has arachnophobia, this is genuinely terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Content warning, spiders. Um, yes, but... Our armor, made of bug skin, has been damaged, and here are a whole bunch of bugs uh. <laughs> ready for our disposal, already neutralized. That's a fair point, fella. Yes, a, a very fair point. <laughs> and it's, it's as you debate this fair point, in fact, that Captain Carabet just wordlessly nudges you and points, and you see... A shadow just passing across the inside. A very large shadow. Something with very long limbs. Oh. <laughs> On second thought, Vela, maybe that's not such a good idea. Yeah, you're right. Let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say, in the spirit of transparency, your ship does have three points in stealth. Mm, true. And it might it might be a time to use that. But again, in the spirit of transparency, if it goes wrong, that's a very big spider. <laughs> Azul shaking in his socks, but Trezek um, <laughs> Trezek says, let us not be afraid of these spiders. Let us approach and obtain what we wish and then run. Very fast. Don't forget, there is a god slayer on this ship. Ah, yes. Let the god slayer, or the god chucker as I prefer to call him, <laughs> take care of the danger. Yes. Good idea, Yulin. Why don't we just throw you at the giant spider? Good idea. <laughs> Thanks for volunteering, Yulin. I think Yulin and Trezek should work together on this one. I think I think your expertise is is <laughs> excellently compatible for this task. Wow. <laughs> Problem, Trezek? Okay, let's let's start this off then with a, a stealth roll, just to see how close you can get safely. Who rolls the stealth? Is it the person who's at the helm? Yep, it's uh, it, the helm should be rolling. That's me. Do I have anything else that can help? Can I add anything else to help? No, ratings Ratings are super simple. You just roll dice equal to the rating and your stealth is three. All right, here we go. 
Come on, dice gods. <gasps> okay, we've got a six. <sighs> hey, that's not bad. Um, in fact, you could say it's almost the best you could get. <laughs> <laughs> a triumph. You managed to maneuver your ship to the very edge of this place, this, this prison of skin and silk and spider. Uh, and you do it uh, not only without alerting the massive spider within, but on your approach, you, you kind of learn some of its patterns. It seems to follow a very specific pattern around. And you know that once it gets to a certain point, you have a few minutes where it's mostly out of sight. What you do with that information is up to you. Okay, um, in that moment where I have a few minutes when it's partially out of sight, I'm going to go and pick as many bugs out of the web as I can. Okay, let's, in fact, that's, this is a good point. We can run this as a montage, so each one of you can have, like, a task to perform. Yeah. Do you want me to roll for gathering them up, the bugs? Yeah, I think that's good. Have you got gather? I've got gather. Um, and then uh, I've got Grace, Iron, and Instinct. What do you reckon? Uh, I think Grace. You're trying to be as nimble as possible. Take as much as you can. Okay, Grace. Um, and let's see. I've got... You've got Chainsaw, but that might be a bit noisy. Yeah, maybe not Chainsaw. Um, nope, that's it. Just those two. Okay, so I'm going to roll those two. Okay. Uh, you roll those, but don't tell me the result yet. We'll get to the okay. result when all together. So who else is doing something? Um, I think I think I'll probably do something as well. Um I don't know how, well, it, in this case, it's a task, so I don't know if I can use my... Uh, it's not a scene, though, is it, then? Uh, no, not, it's, it's still a kind of scene, so depending on what you're going for. Oh, I was just going to use my tool belt again to, uh, to craft something that I can use to remove the bugs. Oh, yeah, you can do that, no problem. Yeah, um, I think, oh, what kind of... Uh, I, I suppose it's, it's like a, a cross between like a, a pickaxe and a knife of some sort it's it's just this jagged tool that easily wedges between like the shells and the web and it's it's um, serrated enough to be able to just kind of fit into those small spots and pull it in without getting stuck in the webs easily as well like mm. cutting through the webs and stuff maybe tongs but the outside is sharp yeah something <laughs> yeah, like that yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay then we'll get to the result of you picking bugs with this at the same time as valor that's good um, the other two of you are here and you there. What I would love to do is, having noted the, like, movements of the spider and stuff, is I would love to send my sanctipede in um, to see if he can rustle up any little gems or anything cool that might have got um, lodged in the web. Yeah, I like that. That's good. And um, mark your sanctipede. Okay, and Yulin will end with you. I'm also going to try and gather things, but I'm going to do it in a very Yulin fashion <laughs> by <laughs> okay. by wrap, like fastening the grappling hook to the edge of the ship and then easing myself down the hull. And then I'm going to use my spore scarf by coating it in sticky milkweed and letting it pass through and gather up everything that it can. Mostly, I just want to be on the side of the ship and kind of surf through the waves. You're just going to get a, a horrible, silky, buggy, sticky mess. It's a, okay, that's cool. Yeah. You're right that it's a very Yulin thing to do. <laughs> okay, you roll for that as well then. Grace for kind of balancing on all that? Is that good? It's a very tenuous grace, but given how you've described <laughs> the action. But yes, grace is I fine. Mean, I also have teeth if that's more... Uh, you know, I think that might be more. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll use teeth, um, gather one. There is a certain savagery to what you're doing. <laughs> and I'll you get take one more die for the various items I'm using. <laughs> the weird sticky scarf. Yes, you take a die for the weird sticky scarf. I love that. Okay. Do you want the results? Yeah, let's have the results of all those those gathers first. Vala, what did you get? I got a three. Yeah, it's a disaster. But a disaster while gathering just means you get something of a, a kind of low quality. Basically, you get a normal resource, but it has a negative tag. So if you got like an apple, for example, it might be a rotten apple. So the bugs aren't going to be any... Let's say the exoskeleton's already been taken off, so I can't use it for the ship. Nice. Yeah, okay. In that case, we'll say you got you got a resource, squishy bugs. Fella's least favorite oh, kind yay. of bugs. <laughs> I suppose I was next after you, so I rolled a four with doubles. Oh, okay. So you get something which is both good and bad. 
which in the case of collecting resources, uh, you get either one normal resource or two kind of slightly tarnished resources. So I do have the choice of getting just one normal resources instead of... Like... Yeah, you, you, you can just get one normal resource if you want. Okay, yeah, no, that's good. Then we'll say it's something like a bug chitin, and that would be useful for repairing your ship. But you also got a twist, which means you can add an extra positive tag to this, anything you want. Uh... So it might be sturdy bug chitin, for example, or hallucinogenic bug chitin. It's up to you. Um... Maybe glowing because we always it's good to have like light while traveling in the dark, right? Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. You've got glowing bug chitin. It's good. Um, Ryan, what did Eulen get? A uh, six. Nice. That is classic Eulen. I should have made you cut that from from how you described okay. it. No, I should fine. have made you. I, cut. I still have the results here. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to. Don't worry. Uh, let's let's see what we get with your six. A six is a, a superior item. Our item, an item with a, a beneficial tag. Um, sticky bug carapace. That is entirely fair. That's good. And we have someone who was not collecting bugs. That is right. <laughs> your sanctipede went in and tried to find something. It succeeded, but I want you to tell me what it found. Oh. <laughs> like how how good or how cool should this thing be it's i believe the sanctipede finds things that are like ancient and you know impressive so it should be should be pretty cool cool okay <laughs> <laughs> now just so you know it doesn't mean you have it it just means it found oh it. yeah okay also a good point yeah what was the glowing thing in the middle of the thingy i think my sanctipede um found lodged into in the depths of the web um a ancient sword somehow like still in perfect condition i can definitely go for that yeah so the question is are you going to risk retrieving that ancient sword because you're very close to the end of your journey uh, and you've been pretty successful so far you could risk it or you could just travel safely to port it is entirely up to you Guys, my sanctipede has discovered something at the heart of the web. A, a beautiful, remarkable ancient relic. We have to go after it. Spiders don't take kindly to intruders. No, but, Trizig, you could maybe help me navigate the web? Spiders don't take kindly to other spiders. Oh, well, um... You're no help at all. <laughs> Trezek shrugs. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a very lopsided shrug, given the uh, the state of your carapace at the moment, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep, he's, he's falling apart. <laughs> this is the opportunity of a lifetime, Trezek. Isn't there some advice you could give me to navigate the web, or...? Yes. Stay away from the spiders. TikTok, we don't wow. have much time. That's great advice. I hadn't thought of that already. Thank you. That is true. The time that this spider is out of sight is uh, drawing to a close. Oh, oh right. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah. Um, how how far would I have to go, like, to get to the the center, essentially? Uh, it would it would be it would be hard to yeah. get in there. You'd have to wave walk mm. through. Uh, there is, of course, an alternative, which I okay. I don't want to force you into, but I'm just saying it's an option. Yeah. You are in a ship. It does have decent swords, and it is fast. You could just try to, like, smash and grab. Oh. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Bella doesn't look happy with that idea. I in real life are having this I'm having the same reaction Bella is having in like <laughs> And Yula's just standing by the throttle pointing at it and giving a thumbs up to uh Akia. Yeah. <laughs> Yula Yulin's ready to go. <laughs> oh, for wave sake. And I step on the gas. Because <laughs> I'm the one who's by the Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Yes. Trezek's gonna rush mentor underneath like like below deck and himself I mean and themselves yeah 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 great okay um yeah Akia's gonna be on the side of the ship with the sanctipede like keeping a very watchful eye out for the sword and I'm just gonna try and 
grab it as soon as I see it. Yep. I think uh, Mentor rushes into the galley and is comfort eating in the way that only a nebulous mass of spiders can. (laughs) (laughs) It's just tiny bites out of all the food you have. Meanwhile, Yulin is probably just looking at Valor, like all starry-eyed, like, she just went for it. That is the best thing to do. (laughs) You're cute. So I would like you to roll your ship's saws because you need to cut through the outside of this thing and get into the middle of it. And your saws is currently at two. So that's just 2d6. But I'm going to give you an advantage on this, which is rare. So roll 3d6 instead because you do have a hacker at the controls and that makes a lot of sense for cutting through stuff. Yeah, sorry, how many? Is it three? 3d6, because you are you. (laughs) Okay, I got a double five. Okay, so something good and something bad. Um, I'm going to say is the good, you do manage to make it in. And you manage to make it in without immediately alerting the spider. The bad is that you're still smashing through some pretty impressive webs and branch collections. The spider knows something has happened. It is now actively looking for you. So it doesn't know exactly where you are. Get the sword in and out, in and out. Akia, get the sword. And yeah, you pull up next to next to this sword. The sword is suspended about kind of 20 feet in the air above your ship in this this um kind of conf- confluence of webbing. Yulin, use your grappling hook. Yulin already has it in hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I'm going to try and grappling hook this thing. Okay. Uh, as you do so... Um, Trezek, you have tremor sense, yes? Yes, I do. Oh, no. <laughs> you know that spider is drawing closer. You can feel the tremors throughout the webs around you. The spider is coming. Quickly, Eulen. Here I go. Like now. Vela, uh, start turning the ship around. Okay. Um, Does a spider count as an insect, by the way? Technically, no. Yeah, technically, no. But for this purpose, yes. Okay, great. So, um, before I turn the thing around, I um, I have an aspect. Uh, I create a small area of smoke that repels insects and lowers visibility. Ooh. That is so good! <laughs> nice! So you just mark off one of the boxes for that aspect, and it is used. Okay, so... <laughs> and, um, and then I turn the ship around and start going full speed out. Okay, um, so... Yulin, how did this grapple work? So, grace, shoot, and grappling hook, four. I, li- I like the idea that as soon as he throws it, the ship is already moving. You're like, he's going to get it. He's not going to miss. blind Satan in. Yeah. Well, also, I just don't want to die. Yeah. <laughs> you do indeed, man. Yes! Yay! Sword. But a four does come with a downside. And the downside of this is that that silk is still attached. And as your ship leaps into action, heading for the other side of this strange prison of skin and silk, you tear a huge chunk off behind you. And it crashes down onto your sailing stone. Your sailing stone is now covered in silk and spider webs and bits of broken branches and is it onto your sailing stone that the massive spider leaps <gasps> because it comes into your ship that cloud that cloud is repelling it it doesn't want to go into that cloud you've made but the stone is still behind you and the stone is close and now it is carrying a titanic spider okay all right um what what is uh, what has got the stone attached to our ship nothing well, the silk, I suppose, right? No, no the stone's what just was... on the ship, right? It's just sitting on the ship. Yeah, you um, you just corralled it with like some rope and stuff after you um pulled it close enough, basically. Right. Okay. So I go to um to that with the chainsaw. I cut the rope and then I take um piece of metal. Uh, we have some pieces of metal, and I chuck it in the. Oh no, sorry. Wait, no. I and then I I dangle it over the edge because the stone doesn't like metal. Yes, that's what I do. Oh, so you're like cutting the way it's. And then you'd like just push it back as hard as possible? Yes. You don't even have to roll. That's just perfect. That's great. Stony! <laughs> but I think both Yulin, uh, considering what Yulin just said, and Trezek just shout out, like, anguished cries of yeah. no. <laughs> Ak- Akia, Akia joins in, like, Bella, what are you doing? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that this was more important than our lives. Well, you should have. but we bonded me in the sailing stone you don't know what it's like to cling to a stone 
while somebody hauls you in. That that changes somebody. Should <laughs> <laughs> I stop? The sailing stone and its new spider pilot, I guess, just shoots backwards <laughs> through the waves, <laughs> slams into the side of this thing. The spider is is more shocked than anything else. Um, and it just it scuttles straight back up into into its web. But you can tell it's getting ready to leap at you again if it can. So I would like you to roll your speed rating. Let's see if you can do this. So uh, my highest is double five. That's not bad. Uh, Where that is a conflict, so something good and something bad, which means I'm going to say the spider does make a last ditch attempt to leap at you, but the sailing stone is not a solid ground to leap off. It's not a solid platform. So instead of this leap being a titanic kind of arachnid frenzy, it's more of a... You know like when you, you try and walk next to a pool and accidentally fall in? It's that, that's, that skittish kind of scrabbling of limbs as it hits the side of your ship, tries to pull itself up. The smoke is still there. It doesn't, it, it's just it's slipping and sliding and falling and there's just limbs thrashing everywhere. And it does, as a downside, tear something off of your ship. And I think this time it's an easy one. It's going to be your seals, the the rating that keeps the sea out. It's one of its claws or mandibles scores a huge kind of deep gouge in the side, and spores and branches and leaves thrash against the inside of the hull, filling one of the interior corridors. But apart from that, you do manage to pull away. The spider loses its grip and you speed off with a large amount of silk draped over the back of the ship, but an ancient sword in hand. Yes! The, the most important question really is, uh, do we still have the stone? <gasps> Don't think we have the stone. The stone, I'm afraid, is lost to you. There once was a stone that sailed with a man, and it could be said that that man was a fan. But then... Oh no. Due to the actions of someone, that stone ran. As you continue singing, Captain Carabet strides up and goes, Oh, sea shanty, love sea shanties, not this one. <laughs> <laughs> the horizon ear horn calls out in the morn. And starts singing something in Sapbreak incredibly loud just to drown you out. <laughs> um, you have you have succeeded, yeah. Um, can I can I grab the sword off Yulin's grappling hook and just like hold it up like oh this this is amazing this is this is the most beautiful discovery i've ever made think of what this sword could do yes that's some good positivity right there (laughs) and it is with that air of positivity that you end your journey you can see in the near distance the port of kitha and or kinna which is built into uh, a reef of old wreckage that's been dredged up. Uh, it is a, a real kind of tumble-down place. Um, and Captain Carabet, standing up beside the ship, looks out to the distance, and he just goes, Oh, those bastards. Those spineless bastards. That's my ship. And he points to a long jaw in, in the port. It is the last action, I believe, for everybody. I think this will end both our journey and our session. What's the last thing you do or say? Uh, uh, Akia? Yes, Yulin? If an ectus says spineless, is that worse? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, a good, it's a good question. Um, now, now, Captain, do, do you want to clarify what you mean by spineless? Because in this context, it could be either a positive or a negative. Oh, it's a negative. They're spineless in that they've literally got no bone spines, being cactus people and all like you and I. They're also spineless in the fact that, oh, they cut themselves down. Just like this hand, and he holds out his handshaking hand. Soft, that's what they are. The worst spineless. Exactly. Well, I, um, I'll put my hand on uh, the captain's shoulder and say, I guess you're part of the crew now. <laughs> I will give you I will give you a new undercrew member, Captain Carabet, or no longer Captain Carabet, Undercrew Carabet. If it makes you feel better, we can still call you Captain. Oh, it, it definitely would. Captain, not Captain. <laughs> Trezek, um getting the attention of uh, all the crew and putting the 
non-flaily hand <laughs> on um, Yulin's um, shoulders. Atrazek says, fancy a heist. Ooh. I expect that Trezek can feel Yulin's smile without even seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a your your trembling smile. <laughs> and that's the last thing Trezek does, I think. Mm-hmm. And Valor revs up her chainsaw. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah, maybe as um, as Vela's chainsaw revs up, I, I look to the captain and I say, and on this ship, we take revenge. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I like it. I like it. Okay then. I think I think we are done. Thank you all for playing. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, that was great. That was so much fun. I had a great time. <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. Thank you guys. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so very much for joining us to play, both you, Felix, and Ryan. Um I hope you enjoyed it and we're looking forward to your Kickstarter. Uh, and we'll have all those links down below. In the doobly doo. <laughs> Always wanted to say that. No, this was an absolute pleasure. Yeah, yeah no, right, right back at you. Yeah, it was super fun. Yeah. Also, thank you guys for having me. Like, that's an obvious one, but like, it, it really is important. This, this was my first, my first recorded actual play, and I had, a, I had a blast. It was, it was a pleasure. So you can, if the mood takes you, uh, help us bring the Wild Sea into the best possible form it can be on Kickstarter. It's been really, really great to see the support people have given the setting. We only really came out into the public uh, a month or two ago, and we only got the publishing deal very, very recently. So we have been absolutely bowled over by the support. Um, so yeah, find it at the Starter page. There are links to it from the wildsea.co.uk that can take you to Kickstarter or to the Discord, which has a very, very active world-building channel. And you can also follow me personally on Twitter, at Isaacs underscore Felix. And I think that's all I really need to say, other than thanking uh, Ray, especially from Mythopia, for publishing me and pushing me to actually go out and do social things. And Rick and Ryan, Ryan who of course is here with us, who have both been absolutely instrumental in playtesting and getting this game off the ground in its early stages. And uh, all the people who have joined the Discord and keep things humming along. So, yeah. That's my thanks again. Welcome back, me listeners. Tis I, Future is all. I hope you had a grand time listening to the final episode of The Wild Sea. If The Wild Sea tickles your fancy, by all means go check out their Kickstarter. You've still got two weeks left to pledge, and boy is it a wonderful two weeks. Hopefully, to come up for all of us. If you like what you heard, please connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at dfyt underscore podcast, on Facebook at Don't Forget Your Towel Podcast, and through email at dfytpodcast at gmail.com. Also, also, if you have some free time, drop us a rating and review on iTunes. It means so much to us, and every rating goes a long way to helping us increase our reach and to help us share the RPG love. With that being said, tune in next week for a tantalizing new RPG experience where we play... Well, I suppose you'll have to tune in next week and find out. Till next time, keep your towels at the ready. <laughs>